welcome to this episode of Zen Mama and Everyday Gurus. This is Mary. It's been a little bit. I am going to do this solo recording as we prepare for some really amazing upcoming guests. But I wanted to pause here just to talk to you all about resiliency, um, about transitions as we come into spring here in Vermont and wherever you are in your part of the world. Whenever we come through these transitions, I feel like it's such a great time to pause um, and notice and reflect and prepare, right? For where we're at, for what's happened in our story, um, and for what lies ahead. So we can move forward with a little bit of intention. And just to catch you up a little bit on what I've been up to and where that's leading um, the podcast in this community of sharing. I am and so grateful. I just want to start there by saying that I am so grateful that this platform has become something in my life, um, a place to share so many different things um, as they come in to my story, which I think I've just come to know that if I'm experiencing things, then there's probably a lot of other people <laughs> that are experiencing similar things. And whatever shows up is exactly what needs to be showing up at this point in time in our journey. And so what's happened in the last few months for me, starting in January, is that I embarked on this writing journey with an organization called Ignite. And they help do many things for people that want to write and grow their business. But I stepped into a compilation book group. So uh, I'm not sure what the exact number of authors is, but many number, many authors um, that all wrote a chapter of a book about our story and about the wisdom that we have gained from the story that we're sharing. The book is called Ignite Your Wisdom. It's coming out in May. And I'm really excited. I'm excited and scared. What does Glennon Doyle call that? Skited? Skited and excited. Um, because it's very vulnerable to share our truth and our story. It was a really hard journey. It was me writing about the day that everything changed in my life when I walked in to find my daughter struggling on the couch and her telling me she was a heroin addict as her four little kids ran around. Um, and we began our journey together and, you know, it's been nine years since that day, nine and a half. And I have told the story. I could tell it briefly, like I just did there, you know, but, um, to peel it apart and all the nuances of what went on in those moments was really hard. I had to step back into all the feelings and, discover some more that were really raw and wounded still, but it was good. It was, um, hard and good, right? We can do hard things. Um, we just have to make sure they're the right ones. And I had to get away. I went away from my family for a few, um, days here and there at times because it takes a while to step out of our life and into the creative process and into the deep, uh, remembering and, so I made it through that journey with some help of some amazing editors that looked at my work and 
helped me peel apart the pieces that maybe weren't necessary for this chapter, but will be in the book that I'm writing. Um, just enough to get to um, telling a story that I think will be very uh, meaningful to people on a similar journey or a parent of any any child, whether they're struggling or not, I think it just touches a place in your heart of deep knowing about um, the role we have and what we step into and commit to when we have a child. Yeah, so that was um, a beautiful heart unfolding, and that will be coming out. Um, you can get it on Amazon. It's called Ignite Your Wisdom. I'm somewhere in the middle of that book. Uh, I'll have a specific page number when the time comes, but there's a picture of me in there too. You can't miss it, but it's called Loving What Is. For that, I invite you to check that out. I know there's a lot of amazing stories, which leads to my next announcement, which is that of all these beautiful writers from all over the world I have become acquainted with, several of them are going to come on the podcast and tell their story and their wisdom and the work they're up to in the world, how they're finding meaning and purpose based on the story of their life that they've been walking through. And it may be what they shared in the book, but it may be um, something else um, that they have to share. They're all amazing, mostly women. There's a couple men that wrote in the book. And the person that's the mastermind behind all of this, who's an author, a speaker, a, um, a coach, I would say, an entrepreneur, a igniter of others, J.B. Owens, is going to be a guest on the podcast also. So I'm so honored, thrilled, excited to now have these amazing um, people that have come into my lens to be able to share with you all. So that is going to be beginning in May. And um, there'll be several wonderful episodes yet to unfold. Um, but they're going to be amazing. I know one person, Sarah Cross, who we read our stories to each other. She's from London. She is a life coach. She was in a tsunami. She tells her story and such a colorful speaker and writer. Again, if you're going to be moved to tears, you're going to find things incredibly relatable and amazing. And you're also going to, um, yeah, you're going to hear wisdom that has been gained through so many different lenses and also how our stories direct us and the work we do in the world. Um, and I guess part of my mission of the service of this podcast is to awaken in all of you to look at what's happened in your life, invited or uninvited, right? To look, to really notice what's unfolded. And not necessarily to understand the why, because sometimes I think we never really know the why, but to understand perhaps how it's directing you on your journey. Are you being called or asked towards something? You know, are there things that keep coming up for you in your life that seem annoying or seem challenging or just seem coincidental? And are they or are you being called? You know, my work, as most of you that follow me know, I have a lot of different hats I wear, but one of the things I do is work in a recovery center um, with people with substance use disorder. And, you know, I ask these people once they've gone through a medical detox and they're beginning to be brave enough to step into their body and to feel all the feelings, 
I ask them, what lights you up inside? And sometimes we get so busy in life and these guys are taking an opportunity to pause. Usually they've hit some major guardrail to knock them down and into rehab, but they're there and they've paused their life. So what is the opportunity for them, right? Not only to physically and emotionally get stable and build their foundation, but also to um, really dig in to their inner light and remember what lights them up inside. And sometimes we have to remember back to an earlier version of ourselves before life got messy, but it is a worthy journey, right? And the other thing I think is realizing and giving ourselves permission to know that's enough. Like it doesn't have to be hard to be good, (laughs) right? Which for me has been an unknowing, unprogramming, deconditioning that, you know, I don't have to always be pushing towards something. Instead, if I can pause and look around, um, there's lots of information there for me. And did I want like addiction and recovery to be part of my story? Absolutely not. But come to find out, it's a huge part of many, many people's stories. So if I was going to try to be able to understand what it's like to be human in a way that I could um, help others and learn to help myself and then help others, I mean, what a great lens to do that through, right? And it is an opportunity. Even people that are struggling deep in the darkness, it's an opportunity for them to find their light and to move it. Yeah. That makes me think, okay, I think I've shared Jane Goodall's book on hope, which is finding the darkness in the light and putting action to it. And what does that action look like for you, right? It's not just seeing what lights you up inside. It's then inquiring, how do I make this a more active way that I walk through the world, right? I mean, I found yoga as a lens for teaching and understanding and being resilient. And it's a beautiful place to land, a soft place to land, to go through really hard things. And I think that as I began to understand that I could be held in that light um, of grace, right? And not think I had to carry this all alone. And I could nurture myself through it, right? Practices of nurturing. The one thing that a hard stuff gives us is permission to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And so just don't make it too hard before you give yourself permission. And honestly, like, can we teach our kids how to take care of themselves before they get knocked hard I don't know the answer to that because I know that sometimes we don't think we need things until we're desperate but I do know from parenting four children of this generation coming up young teens um, they do have so many more skills and gifts than I did or awareness Um, do they practice them some of them do but some of them only do when they're having some physical ailments or hardship. So 
how do we instill in each other the gift of practicing self-care even when we're well? And I think that's been part of my journey the last few months. I wrote the chapter. It took me carving out time to do that. I also got COVID in, in January, and then I had some adrenal fatigue more recently. And, you know, I think we do get given opportunities over and over again to pause and say what's called for now, right? And I had to slow it way down. I had to unschedule. I haven't posted a few podcasts. Part of that was because I needed to tend myself, right? I needed to tend my health and well-being. I needed to reset. And I think normally I would have probably not gotten so sick, but there's been a combination of things going on <laughs> for all of us in our world, right? With the pandemic, I just think the tipping point's that much closer. But um, I can't say anything, but rest was probably one of the most important things for me. And then also making sure nothing um, horrible was going on. So going to some medical doctors to have a few tests done to know my lab work looked okay and my kidneys looked okay because I was having kidney pain. It came down to adrenal fatigue and I met with a naturopath and I got the, the vitamin D. I increased that and my B12 and got some adrenal support through supplements and what a difference it has made. So I think it's a, it's a combination of things that got me back, but I'm not immune to getting sick um, and having to continue to discover over and over again how to take care of myself now, which might look different than it did 10 years ago, right? The other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was resilience, our ability, right, to come back from difficult situations. And how do we build our resilience? How do we stay resilient? And people have asked me that often with all that we've been through not that, I mean, we all have been through things, but I think part of my thing is that I've had, you know, at 50, I became a parent to a one, three, five and seven year old, right. And, um, was going through menopause during that time. And how did I get through it? You know, it was by weaving in these little moments to pull over before I picked the kids up and breathe, right. To practice mindfulness, to be present in as many moments as I could. And when that was hard to nurture that with my breath, um, to see a therapist, to get body work, to, I didn't really have time to take baths or go for long, quiet walks, the things that I can afford myself now that they're 10, 12, 14, and 16. But you know, you, sometimes you have to weave the moments in anywhere you can. And that's what I did because at some point I decided I didn't want to um, be miserable through this journey, right? I might not have been able to um, prevent the things that happened in my life, but I had a choice as to how I was going to be with them. And in that space of choice, I didn't know how I was going to shift my mindset, but I can tell you what I did was I started to get on my mat and do yoga. Right? I started to pull over at that rest area and breathe for five to 10 minutes, listen to a guided meditation. I began to try to relax the tension I was holding in my body and to breathe long and slow, even in the difficult moments. And all these little things began to add up, right? 
practice gratitude, even when it just felt like I'm half, you know, I'm grateful I'm breathing, right? I'm grateful I have a home. You know, fake it till you make it as far as <laughs> the deep gratitude, but it comes, right? If we practice in moments, it begins to improve the quality of our days, right? And over time, I got through that really difficult time when I felt like I was walking through fire. And then I just got inspired to not only be with this in the best light I could, but also to live my fullest life, to continue to care for my family and also pursue my hopes and dreams. I never would have seen a podcast in that or writing a book. I didn't know what it was. I was doing global health work at the time and I, you know, slowly had to back out of that, which bothered me. Um, but when you lay down something, it opens space up for what is next. And we didn't want lose anything in this journey. We've just gained, right? So practicing receiving times that you're receiving, right? Just being conscious of the the moments you have that you're content. These are all just little things we can do to keep and build our resilience. So that's how I came out of a really dark place and found my way up. And I journaled a lot. And I did go for walks even with the kids. I would just be out in nature as much as I could. And all of those things helped me through my really dark moments. And of course, I had a therapist. And I learned about addiction and um, talked to people in similar situations just to help me know I wasn't alone to find a community, right? Because that's so important. It makes us feel worthy of the journey. Figured out. I always feel like nothing just randomly happened. Um, I just got really clear over time. How did this come into my life? What is the karmic two by four? What am I meant to do with this event in my life and the struggle, right? And to learn and to share. And here I am. I'm sharing. I have shared through the lens of stress management and resiliency, um, I talk about how to take care of ourselves in healthcare as healthcare workers, um, as humans um, through the yoga, uh, the lens of yoga. Um, and part of that is um, telling my story so people understand that um, things can come into our life, invited or uninvited, and we can still find our way through. It's up to us to see it as an opportunity, right? Either to have it knock us down or to help us rise up. But now that I'm, you know, further in my journey, have a little more space in my life, um, have, you know, become a yoga teacher, have studied bhakti yoga, have become a health coach. Um, I'm just, you know, I am a seeker and I like to learn, but I will tell you, um, part of what keeps me going is meeting new people. I, I was just on a Zoom call last night with a couple of health coaching friends that I met through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, where I got my health coaching. A certificate a few years ago and we became accountability and writing coaches and just friends and we've helped support each other and i just sat there last night on zoom it's not ideal but i'm like they're both in georgia and i would never have known these women if it weren't for zoom and for what the world has come to and i'm incredibly grateful for that or the women uh, that are going to be coming on my podcast from all over the world right if it wasn't for zoom how would that be happening? And if it wasn't for our current state of being, 
Um, we might not have realized that was such a capable lens of doing this type of work, right? Podcasts would have all been done in person as they were in the past. So, so much has changed and it's opened up so much more possibility for all of us. Um, and, and back to the resiliency lens, what I was um, have recently been doing is some of you that follow me might have seen is I've been doing cold therapy. So I live in Vermont and in throughout the winter, the end of the winter, I began getting in ice cold water in at the local lake and emerging myself, immersing myself in that for several minutes, started with two minutes and up to eight or 10 at times. And that has become a really amazing practice for me. And I've really, I mean, of course, we, anyone that knows about cold therapy, it has a lot of health benefits. Um, people with comorbidities have begun to resolve those issues. Um, it's helped with everything from diabetes to heart disease. Anything that has inflammation related to it, which is most of our chronic diseases. So cutting down the inflammation in our body helps improve our health and our longevity. For me, I don't have comorbidities. Um, I am in my 50s. I do have physical pain with a lot of um, activity and I like to be active. So it's really helped me um, with inflammation, with the physicalness I feel in my joints and just with my energy. It's been amazing. And so what I've learned from this, which is much like all the difficult things we go through in our life, is when we go through difficult things, when we get immersed in ice that um, our body's not used to, it's a little bit of a shock to our system, um, but our body responds, right? I use my breath a lot when I'm in the water. I breathe long and slow and it helps me be with my experience, right? Just like when we're out in the world and our days are hard and we find the ease within the effort of life. Um, we can create an inner calm, and I do that in the water. Um, if you haven't followed Wim Hof, he is the guru behind all of this. He has different breathing techniques you can do pre and post, but I'm just saying I breathe when I'm in there, and it helps me be in there. Um, and then my body, after just, um, it, you know, experiences this whole new reset. And then the science behind it is that when you push your body to an edge like that, it built your resiliency, right? So now um, my lens of tolerance or ability to come back from difficulties, from extreme cold, right? Or extreme heat probably, um, extreme pain in the sense of emotional pain or experiences in my life, my ability to see those as opportunities, to be able to reset myself, um, it gets, it grows. Your resiliency becomes higher with these challenging things that happen in life, whether we physically challenge ourselves in ice or we just have some really um, difficult circumstances that come up in our life, right? So the more that we go through, we become wiser. Um, we understand how to use the incredible skills and um, resources within ourselves to stay with the challenges that come up, like our breath and our choice. And all the things that do that you do that you enjoy, the nurturing, the baths, the listening to music, the playing music, right? The eating good foods. We begin to understand 
the incredible value of rest. <laughs> Sleeping and rest. Um, I think I've talked about this. Rest has become so important to the influence it has on whether we get some of our um, epidemic type of diseases like dementia and Alzheimer's. They're finding that you have a 70% increased risk of getting dementia if you do not get good rest. Um, this is true with a lot of other comorbidities. So our rest is our opportunity for our body to reset itself. So sleeping at night, but also resting during the day. I struggled with rest because if I wasn't doing, I didn't think I was being worthy. Um, so it's taken me a while to to realize, and I've practiced laying down, putting my feet up, breathing for 10 minutes, soft belly breaths. And that's been such an incredible uh, transformation for me, like from the end of the workday into the evening, or just when I'm feeling like, you know, I have a sluggish midday. If I can do that, it resets me and re-energizes me. So I definitely recommend you try that. I also recommend, I just was on a podcast that's coming out May 28th called Revolution Rest. And it's um, a dear friend of mine, uh, Caitlin Daphne, who started this podcast as she is trying to build the awareness about the power of rest. It's so counterintuitive to our culture. Again, a lot of great science to support why rest is so important. So find your sleep hygiene, make it a priority to wind down at the end of your day and prepare yourself for bed. And don't do all the things that you know you do, right? The eating late at night, the binging on Netflix, the staying online, you know, and then shutting the light off. It takes so long for your body to back its way down and shut all the files in your head and what you watch and take in with your eyes is powerful. I just had um, a guest on here about brain spotting, Julie Saint-Ange, who I just actually had a brain spotting session with her. And she wasn't telling me how our optic nerve is created to, or is attached right to our amygdala, which is our stress center. And so what we take in with our eyes goes right in there, right? And we, our body doesn't know if um, what we're watching on TV is our reality or not. So keep that in mind. It's powerful what we take in. And so especially at night when we don't have time to really process it. I've done that. I was watching a show, a series that had, um, it was historical, but it had a lot of violence in it. And I had to stop watching it because um, it became my dream state. And so it, I have seen that play out and I choose differently, right? And so all those things, instead, how can you build an end of the day that helps you um, settle into a good night's rest? You know, maybe a shower or a bath, maybe some warm tea, maybe some calming music, you know, maybe a, a walk outside, a, re, uh, a rewind, unwind, and settle in, you know, get some yummy bed clothes and, and blankets and pillows, whatever. Just make it a sacred thing, your sleep, because it is so incredibly important. And then, you know, bring back the nap, which, again, part of it's wrapping our head around the fact that it's okay to do that. Even if um, there's other ways of resting, too, that I will talk, I talk about in that podcast. But resting to me is also just coming into stillness, right, and breathing and just gazing, right? It's also practicing the art of receiving, noticing in times in my day, even though I feel like I'm giving, giving, doing, doing, checking off the list. When am I actually receiving back to, from others or from the environment I'm in or for 
moments of deep gratitude and contentment, right? But if I don't pause to notice and receive that, then in my mind, I'm always giving out. Yeah, quieting the mind, finding the breath. Yeah. So that's a little bit I wanted to share with you about what's happening with me and how I continue to learn over and over again uh, lessons that I think take me a little further down the path. And I just ask of you to look at your journey and to see what's showing up for you. And if you're feeling like it's time for a shift, if you're feeling like life's like, "Mm," you know, could be better, could be more in alignment with your truth, with how you want to be moving through the world, to what lights you up inside. You know, our journeys inform us. Our stories are powerful. They give us direction. They help us help us heal. And that's part of the work that I do. If you're interested in having some guidance and looking at your life, looking at your situation, remembering what lights you up inside, and then putting a plan in place to move you closer to that alignment, reach out. That is what my coaching is all about. And I have practices and tools and a program to help support you on that journey, either as an individual and group session. So check out my website. Uh, We're in the midst of redoing it. I think by the time, well, maybe not by the time this podcast is out, but by next week, we'll have the new um, site up with my offerings. We had transitioned and Some of them fell off. The other thing that I offer, as some of you know, is um, healthcare empowerment. So if you're going through a difficult medical situation and you need some tools to manage your stress and just information about how to navigate the healthcare system, that is something I'm an expert at. So also um, an offering that I have. And I also just want you to get super excited about the guests that are coming up. Um, It's going to be amazing. And I um, can't wait to share them with you and see this journey unfold of these amazing women and stories. And just again, it raises our bar of resilience. It raises our knowing, our shared human experience. I know you're going to resonate with some of these people and it's going to give you some ahas and give you some um, ignite in you, right? Um, the desire to live your most beautiful life, right? It is our one precious life. And so, yeah, it's time to step on and step up and do exactly what you want to be doing, right? Find your service, find your tribe, find your truth. Yeah. And find what feels good and do more of it. All right. Well, thanks for being here. This was just a little catch up, let you know what's coming down the road starting next week. I will have on Kevin Ellis from Bone Coach. It's going to be an amazing interview. You're going to love it. You're going to love his story and you're going to love the work that he's doing in the world. So that's coming next week. And then we'll start with the writers after that. All right, you guys, thanks for being here. Find something to celebrate today. And don't forget the power of the plants. It's springtime. The mushrooms are coming out. They're powerful. Not only are they yummy, and if you're curious what to do with mushrooms, check out my Instagram page. I'm going to be putting more and more on there because 
I realize how powerful we are to heal us and our planet. And I want to spread more of that. And I love uh, the mushroom journey. Um, and I love foraging. And I like to show you how to make some tinctures, uh, learn what they the medicinal properties of them are. I have a wonderful tonic. I have a YouTube that has the tonic, how to make it with chaga mushroom, turkey tail, and reishi, along with some other superfoods. And so I'm going to be sharing more of that to come, but check out my website, um, marystreeter.co. You can get to my YouTube channel that way, but also on Instagram, marystreeter.co. You can find some videos. And I'm also on Facebook at Mary Streeter. I've taken all my Zen Mama and the Addict um, social media and just moved everything over to marystreeter.co. So if you're not following me there, check it out. All right. Once again, love you guys. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, have the best day.